You're now listening to Podcasts with Curtis Mack. What's going on, everybody? It's Curtis Mack, another edition of Podcasts with Curtis Mack. And we have two guests this time around in the RNJ studio, and I'll let them introduce themselves, but they are from 11th Hour Rescue. And we'll start off uh, from ladies first, and then we'll, we'll <laughs> ch- yeah, slide over to the gentlemen. So uh, start off by telling everybody your name and what you do. Great. Thanks, Curtis. My name is Barbara Callahan. I am a volunteer with 11th Hour Rescue. I've been volunteering for about a year. And uh, I just love this organization. It's um, a great community. A lot of uh, we're all volunteers for the most part, and we all have one purpose, which is to to uh, serve serve the community and and work with the animals and save our animals. Sure. And get them placed. And uh, Jay, right? Thanks, Curtis. No problem, brother. Um, Jay Karamanal with Eleventh uh, Hour Rescue. I'm the vice president of the organization. Um, been with Eleventh Hour for about ten years. Started walking dogs. Um, training dogs, rehabilitating dogs, getting them ready for adoption, then um, started working with facilities, maintenance, got involved with the operations, then I um, found myself in the executive committee, and then obviously where we are today. So it's an organization near and dear to my heart. And this is kind of a second life for you, right? It is. It is. Uh, by day, I, I, uh, I'm a safety director, a compliance safety and education director for a company that puts natural gas pipeline in the ground. So you know what you're doing and what you're talking about. <laughs> so Barbara, how long have you been with the organization? So I've been volunteering for about a year, started off walking dogs and got involved with fundraising and event planning and sponsorships. I also write contracts for new adoptions, mostly for the dogs and uh, really just working with a lot of the other volunteers and, and off-site events. Sure, event planning is so much fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's a new area for me. Okay, well, there. if you need any help, I'm fun. here for you. Sure, yeah, thank yeah. you. So, yeah, definitely here to help. Um, so, how long have you been with the organization, Jay? I think you mentioned 10 years, About right? 10 years. I Honestly, I started by, um, I've always been an, an animal person. Mm-hmm. So, I started basically by going to um, these uh, pet adoption events and I found myself wanting to volunteer so I signed myself up, um, filled out a foster application, um, I think this was in 2013, took took my dog Rocky home as a foster and I think my wife and I looked and said that that, that same day this dog can never leave our house and we ended up what we considered foster failing. Sure. Um, so we ended up adopting that dog and I was so moved by the organization and how we were treated and what they did and the cause mm-hmm. that um, I found myself um, volunteering, working with the dogs and the cats and trying to find um, things to do. So yeah. when I say, what have I done? It, it's more, I've, I've, I've worked with the animals, but I've also helped uh, develop our facilities and our resources so that we can do more. Sure. Sure. So prior to 11th Hour Rescue, you kind of had a, you know, somewhat of a feeling you want to get involved somehow. So you've, you know, been to different situations and worked with other organizations, but 11th Hour is kind of where you landed with, uh, you know, your, your full volunteerism. Prior to volunteering in animal rescue, I was an EMT, rescue, firefighter. I did a little bit of that. So I was always into volunteering, yeah. public safety. Yes. Um, and that's what I do for a living, public safety. So it kind of all tied together, sure. but my love and passion for animals led me here. And then when I met Linda Schiller, who started this organization, it was 
game over. Sure, and Barbara, for you, have you worked with any organizations similar to 11th Hour prior to being with 11th Hour? No, actually my background is completely different. I, I am in finance okay. um, and work for a bank, and I found myself in a place where I was just looking for something more to do. Um, and I also have a love for animals. I have two dogs, actually now three, with a foster fail. <laughs> and um, I was looking for an organization where I could make a difference, and I think I found one. So uh, awesome. I'm really enjoying my time here. Well, they're lucky to have you both. Uh, that's what I would say. Why is it important to you, like, what you do with 11th Hour, Barbara? Um, I, you know, look, there's, there are a lot of animals in this country um, and, and others as well that need a home. And this organization, I feel, does a really great job of doing the best that they can to save animals that are in high kill shelters. Mm. Um, and for no reason other than their time is up, they you know, are, need a home. Uh, or else they, they'll be euthanized. And um, that is really disturbing. Sure. Um, so I found that this organization um, is a really great place to, to make that difference. Yeah, and we kind of talked offset a little bit um, about a global issue that's kind of, you know, uh, I think adding to that, you know, factor is like, you know, high kill rates because there's so many people not getting their animals, um, I think, spaded or neutered, right? That's how you'd say it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so maybe we can go into that with you, Jay. Like, why is it important to you and kind of tie that in? Yeah, you know, we do a lot of community outreach, you know, through um, adoption events, through um, I'm invited to speak at schools. Mm -hmm. um, Rotary Club meetings, whatever it is, community outreach, right? And I feel like it's it's my job to break the the the, the misunderstanding or the misinformation that's out there on um, animals, uh, breed breed type, mm. right? Um, restricted breeds, um, spay and neutering, and how important it is. Um, the problems that we have in this country with homeless animals. Um, neglect um, and we also have a lot of um, people who end up divorcing and have to give up their pets or people who end up uh, passing away who have nowhere for these animals to go and what we end up with are animals who feel animals who get hurt and animals who need healing and so I would like to think that we as an organization we do that well. We take these animals in, we assess what they need, we show them love, we show them regular care, mm -hmm. and we teach them what they need to be taught, and then we hopefully get them into a, a loving home. Our stop should be only temporary. Sure, yeah, I mean, I forget who said it at one point, it was similar to um, you know homeless veterans with Operation Chill Out, and I think it was Norman from R&J, I think, uh, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he almost wished that those type of organizations didn't need to exist mm -hmm. in, you know, in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing, but, you know, but they do need to exist. And that's it's funny you said that because yeah. the, the founder of this rescue always used to say, uh, until the last kennel run is empty. You know, so, yeah. you know, we, that's our hope, right? Yeah. Our hope is that we won't have to do this anymore. Um, but until then, it's it's our responsibility. As Gen Z says, we're here for it, right? We are. We're here for we it. <laughs> so uh, what was the most memorable moment for you, Barbara, uh, in the year that you've been with uh, 11th Hour? Mm, that's a great question. An instance where a family came in and they were looking for a dog and they were looking at a number of different dogs and then they just found one that fit perfectly. Mm -hmm. 
and just the, the look on the kids' faces, the parents, they all were so happy that they finally found a dog that met all of their requirements and needs, and, and, um, and they got to go home with that dog. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. And how about you, Jay, your most memorable moment in the uh, decade? So in the, the time that I've been in rescue, the most memorable uh, moment that I had was um, seeing a, a dog, a toy fox terrier, um, die in front of me. Mm. And uh, because of my past, um, being an EMT and whatnot, um, I was able to pick this dog up, um, perform dog CPR and rescue breathing. We transported this, the dog was dead, clinically dead, no pulse, no breathing. Um, a piece of construction debris had fallen on the dog. It oh went into gosh. shock, um, the whole nine yards. And uh, my friend and I got in his truck. We sped to the local animal hospital while I was doing uh, dog CPR in the back seat, and um, the dog ended up, you know, uh, defecating on me, peeing and pooping on me, which I thought was a great thing because uh, active. Yeah, I started rolling yep. back, and yeah. it was coming back, and so it's like when point, a baby cries, right? Yeah, it's good. So that dog actually ended up living another five, six years. Good so for you. that was a pivotal point. In my. Um, you know, I reach in this yeah. in this world of rescue. You almost wish that like you had a camera crew on you, you know, at the <laughs> time, you know. And then it's well, like those are the moments that never get, you know, captured. And it's like yeah, you wish, but and, and you know, up here it happens. Yeah, that's right. It's that's here. right, brother. Yeah, and that's what you know. That's what keeps you going. Well, who inspired you to do what you do? I know you mentioned somebody off offset before. Uh, for sure, Lin Linda Schiller, um, the founder of Eleventh Hour Rescue, dear friend of mine. Um, Unfortunately, she uh, passed in 2020, I believe, October 31st, 2020, of pancreatic cancer. Um, but uh, prior to that, um, I had never met a person more genuine, more loving, more caring. Um, she had a way of motivating people to do the right thing. She always did the right thing. She started this organization by herself mm. as a rescue of one and people just flock to her and um, now we have over 250 um, active volunteers um, and she is just I, I just continue the effort with remembering what she taught me the words she said and how she inspired me to do what I did sure and when was that when did she start the organization 2003 Wow. So she, Linda started it back in 2003. I was in the third grade. Yeah. She, <laughs> she started this rescue in 2003 where she pulled 30 dogs out of a Georgia um, shelter. She had no idea how to do it, but she had gotten a call from somebody that they were going to put down 30 dogs in the very near future, whether it was the next, very next day. So <laughs> she looked at her boss and says, I have to do something. And he, and he was a really good guy, and he, he basically said, go ahead, do what you got to do. And she, she like a lawyer, um, got all the information. She made it happen. At the end of the day, she was able to pull all 30 dogs, and I think she got a call from the organization the following day, and the, one of the caretakers there said to her, I wish you could do this every day. When you, when you called, when you got off the phone with us, we basically said no one dies today. Wow. And so she started pulling dogs from High Hill States, and that's where we began 
um, this mission. Sure. And uh, how about you? The uh, inspiration, where did it come from? I, you know, I've always loved dogs. I've always had a dog, and I've wanted, as I mentioned before, I was in a place and season of, of my life sure. where I wanted to start making a difference in this world. I think what drives me every day is the other volunteers that I work with. Um, the group is is just phenomenal. Um, they're very committed and uh, dedicated. We have people, for example, who foster. Mm -hmm. They have dogs of their own and they bring other dogs in and they foster and then they place them and then they bring another dog in and then they place them and they're constantly turning dogs within their own home, opening their own home to those, to those dogs and that is just inspirational. I tried to do that and then I failed, <laughs> but, uh, but we maybe try. we'll get back into that. That's okay. That's so have you ever worked with, uh, I know you mentioned a lot of names, that volunteers you worked with, uh, any, any big names or any big organizations or anybody you'd like to mention in general that you work with? I mean, I, I can't name drop, um, sure. but we have um, rescued out or adopted out to some celebrities, some influential people, mm -hmm. um, and it always gives you um, extreme pride when you can reach people like that because they have a bigger footprint. Yes, and they so have a big following. And they all do. That. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I have to protect their privacy sure, as well. Sure. But uh, yeah, we we uh, we've worked with a lot of people. Sure. A lot of organizations. Small and big. Yeah. Small and big. And uh, so do you guys work, this is kind of off the script, but do you work with all types of animals or is it just cats and dogs? Yeah, that's a great question. We we, uh, we work with dogs, cats, um, bunnies, guinea pigs, rabbits. When an animal in need needs mm -hmm. rescuing, mm -hmm. we rescue. It's like a doctor when they sign an oath, right? Yeah. So do you have any relationship with like the raptor sanctuaries or anything like that? With the birds? We do have a couple of, of relationships with a couple of... Um, unfortunately, one just um, uh, one one rescue just dissolved because the the founder passed away. Oh, so, um, but we do have affiliations with all different um, realm of rescue. Um, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I'm personally friends with someone who rescues horses. So, um, yeah. horses um, that have been in the the polo uh, circuit or, mm -hmm. or ex race horses or just horses that get old in the owners say, all right, the horse has um, expired or, or has passed its normal, um, useful period of sure. life. And so a friend of mine takes these horses in and allows the horses to just basically graze in her fields gotcha. for the rest of its um, natural born life. That's kind of like the uh, the rescues here at the radio station. There's a couple horses here. Mm -hmm. uh, Chappie, you know, oh, they're okay. rescues. And, and uh, they were ridden and, you know, maybe abused or whatever it may be and you know saved and and all that kind of stuff so it sounds like you guys have your ear to the ground regardless like somebody has somebody's listening whether it's at the farm or at you know the police or the animal rescue team or at the vet or the, the rescue hospital somehow some way 11th hour is there you know yeah and let's talk about like 11th hour the the name 11th hour came from linda schiller who basically went in at the very last hour mm -hmm to try to rescue these animals mm. from their demise, right? So that's where the name came from. It, it, it's, a, it's a meaningful, impactful name. Uh, Linda Schiller gave it to us, so uh, we, we, we use it and we live by it, so. Sure, and now one of the questions I have for, you know, 11th hour, um, and usually any guests is, have you traveled? And you mentioned that you're, you're out, you know, you spread out throughout the United States, so kind of, I don't know if it pertains particularly to you guys, because obviously you do travel. You have to to maybe pick up the dogs or you know you know help people out. But so how how far is your reach? Let's just ask you that. 
I'm going to tell you that I've traveled all 50 states, whether it's for work, personal work, or through with the rescue. Um, I have a really good track record of staying in touch with the dogs that we adopt out. Sure. And it wouldn't be out of an out of the norm for me to travel into upstate New York, three four hours away to visit with a animal that got adopted out from us. I've become very close with some of the adopters um, and we just keep in touch. And so that network that mm -hmm. we have exactly. created yeah. kind of expands our reach. Yes. And so we do find ourselves traveling in some capacity. Most of the rescues are transported in to us from our partner rescues. Sure. And how about you, Barbara? Do you find yourself traveling at all for this job or this no, uh, part two? You know, most of my work is here in Morris County, so I haven't, I haven't had to travel uh, outside. But um, to Jay's point, one thing that I've noticed in, in the work that I'm doing is the brand, the 11th hour brand is huge. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm finding, as I talk to people in the community, they know the brand, or they and, and they've rescued, they've adopted a rescue themselves, or someone in their family, or a friend. Yes. Um, so that's kind of incredible to me, and it's and it's really nice to see because then you realize, you know, you're doing something right here. And yeah, and it's nice to see see people spread the good news instead of the bad news. Kind of we talked about how bad news spreads faster than good news, but. Um, something, uh, one of my clients, Aquatech, uh, Chris Morpeth from Aquatech, he said the people that are in, you know, the dog and the cat community are very loyal to whatever they do, their job, their family, they're, they're just loyal individuals. That seems to be a characteristic of pet owners. So the same thing carries over with the brand, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and you just mentioned that and it's, it's very true. So that's, that's very important. And the network, you know, so you know, because you know, it's not just having a network, it's having a reliable network. Because I can know everybody, but if no one picks up the phone, what's the use? Right. So right. it's like, if you know you can call these people, you can rely on them, you can depend on them, that's key. Mm -hmm. And if you know that they have the good intentions that you do, then it's like you don't even have to, you don't have to worry about delegating, you know? If I may, I'm going to say that rescue makes you question humanity at times. Oh, I'm sure it does. So the people who share our mission we feel are the good ones. Yeah, they probably we, share your mindset too. They do, and, and we've met some really great human beings. There's plenty of great human beings out there, but in this business, yeah. we see a lot of ugliness. Sure, I it's would not, imagine. You know, you, you can imagine. Yes. So we see a lot of ugly, um, and so that puts a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth, and so when you get a bunch of like-minded individuals who have a common goal of rescuing and saving animals in need, mm -hmm. Um, it's it's a remarkable thing and, and it's kind of it, it's empowering yes absolutely right makes you want to keep going and and regardless of the ugliness um, you just keep going and, sure. and you're looking for that next adoption so that speaks yeah. to the next topic which is like your short-term and long-term goals uh, Barbara do you want to speak to that or Jay yeah so uh, as far as short-term goals to raise money expand our capabilities and our facilities mm -hmm educate the public like and, right now right <laughs> and, and also to continue um, responsibly saving and pulling animals that need rescue sure because remember you know there are it's our it's our job to pull animals that are going to be successful and that are going to 
fit well in the community and aren't going to harm people and, and whatnot. So because we are a no-kill, uh, it's very difficult. We, you know, if, just imagine if we as an organization were to pull 200 dangerous animals, mm -hmm. we, wouldn't, we couldn't adopt them out and we don't kill. So what we'd end up being is a sanctuary. Yes, that's we what it sounds like. We would end up housing like. these animals until the end of time. And the people that would need to handle those animals need extensive training. So it's important. Now, do you guys have like land or something that you keep them at? or what? So we, in, uh, I think it was 2021, we purchased the property in Flanders. Mm. Um, it, it was once a board and groom facility called Wagon Tails. It, it was a commercial business that we took over when the prior owner decided to retire. And it was already basically set up for um, a kennel. Nice. Mm -hmm. So we bought that property. We're very proud of that property because prior to it, we were in a rundown, dilapidated um, structure that we had been in for the past decade that I would continually put band-aids on. Sure. Sounds like an accomplishment to me. So, yeah. uh, any other accomplishments with 11th, 11th Hour? We've um, rescued over 40,000 um, rescue animals to date wow. um, since the 2003 inception. So that's, that's a lot of animals. Um, we have 250 active volunteers. We have about 150 foster families that foster for us. And I would say one of the biggest accomplishments that we have is having a network of phenomenal volunteers like Barbara. Um, we are run probably 98% by volunteers. Wow. Uh, we have to have a, a small paid staff to care for and feed and clean up after the animals. And we have a vetting staff. Um, but short of that, um, everybody here is a volunteer. and. Let me tell you, we have some pretty dedicated and awesome volunteers. That's very important. And um, you love your volunteer work, I'm sure, Barbara. I do. It, like I said, the community of folks here is just, they're just incredible. And um, they have, they're, they're very dedicated and they work very hard and they're super nice people. I find that Morris County people uh, specifically are a little different than everybody else. I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm from Morris County. I'm born and raised in this area yeah, myself. So. Me too. <laughs> so I love it. You know, it's nice. I know you guys did Flanders. I'm by the Oak Ridge area, you know, uh, Jefferson Township, like Lake Apac on area. That's where I live. Yeah, so I'm right over there. But Morris County, we're, we're a little different. New Jersey's different, but Morris County's even, you know, it's very nice. Uh, people are usually pretty decent around here. Um, so have you received any recognition or awards uh, for the work that you guys do? Or has the organization? We're recognized all the time. I think our brand and our name is, uh, it stands for itself. Um, we, uh, we get asked to um, come out to um, different communities, to different events, uh, different um, social media outlets, mm -hmm. um, even radio stations we've, we've done some stuff with, um, car dealerships. Sure. I mean, um, the work that we do basically stands for itself. The, the people that represent this rescue, I feel, uh, are recognized just based on the work that they do. I mean, it's all philanthropy. Sure. And now how can people, let's say, if they want to adopt um, a pet, how do they do that? How do I do that? Do, do I just walk there? Do I call? Do I, you know, do I make an appointment online? How does it work? So 
The one thing I'll tell you is you, you could start with an online search. You can go to any one of our, a number of our, our adoption events. We have some adoption centers. We have a cat adoption center at the Rockway Mall in the old um, Pet Fury down by the lower levels, what used to be Sears. Mm -hmm. um, at the Roxbury Mall on the weekends, we have open adoption for uh, both cats and dogs. And we online, we have uh, all of our animals listed. What I would say to the public is um, there is a application process we ask a lot of questions because we need to weed out um, people who may not be fully committed to rescue. Um, so sometimes people are like, oh, why are there so many questions on this application? I'm saying because we need to make sure that your heart's in the right place and that you really truly want to rescue, right? And so once you go through that, it takes about a week or so, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. I would say, get approved, the approval process, it's not that laborious, but once you get approved, it's good for six months, and then once you walk into one of our facilities, or once you find that special mm -hmm. animal that you fall in love with, you have a better chance of walking away with that animal. Whereas, if you were to just show up at one of our rescue events, and you're not, you haven't put in your application yet, you fall in love with this cute little kitten, or this cat, or this, mm -hmm. this dog, or guinea pig, whatever it is, and you say, I want that, mm -hmm. and, your, and your daughter or your son is saying, oh, I want that too. Yep. They fall in love with it. By the time you get approved, that, that animal might get adopted out and your heart is broken. Well, it's good to know, Jay. Good to know there's a process. It's honestly just like anything else. I think Habitat for Humanity, they build houses for you know um, people that are less fortunate. But you still have to fill out an application. Benny's Bodega in Spring Street in Newton, they give you free food, you know, to up to $200 for shopping a month. You still have to fill out an application. You have to verify your employment. It's just like yeah. a background check, just like anything else, more or less. And it's like they're just making sure the right people are getting the right service and the right, you know, are put in the right situation. So the best way for somebody to reach you guys to volunteer? So uh, we have a website. It's www.ehrdogs.org. We have a volunteer tab. We also have uh, our animals, our, our available animals there. You could fill out an application there. We also we also have a wish list of what the organization needs. We have uh, wow. We, we we obviously never turn away monetary offerings. Sure. Uh, we we function um, mostly from the generosity of the public. Um, we are a nonprofit, 501c3, mm -hmm. so uh, we do rely on the generosity of the public and some of our generous donors. And um, we have a great team of people who try to bring in those donations. And we have uh, lots of contractors that work with us. Sure. Um, so we, we try to give them homage when they help us. Sure. Um, but um, so we have our website. We have our adoption events, and we have a phone number to our our main number, which is 973-664-0865. Sure. I try to be a philanthropist myself, but it's just uh, the money isn't always there. You know, it's tough sledding in New Jersey, as Benny would say from Benny's Bodega. So, But if I can do something like this, and we have the infrastructure, the resources, and the talent, and you know the devices, and everything we need to do what we need to do, um, there's a value to this. You know, We record it, and then we cut it, and then we produce it, and then we package it. So I'm going to try to help you guys as much as possible package your story. You have your social media platforms that you can put it out on. And like what I do is I'll package this into like, an, you know, however long it is, 40 
minutes, an hour, whatever, and then I make a promo version of it. And we write it up, and then everybody gets tagged involved, and then we just, you know, we share it. We probably put the teaser out there and put a link to the full version, you know, on YouTube, something like that. But more or less, that's what I'm trying to do now here, because when I came across you guys, I was like, I want to help them. You know, like I said, I come from a family of 14, and we always help each other. Both of my brothers are on the EMT squad in Jefferson. My sister's on oh, the nice. fire department and, and um Independence, New Jersey. Yeah, my mom used to be EMT. So it's like it, my brother-in-law's a cop, you know, my brother-brother-in-law's in the military. So, you know, helping people has always been in our blood, I think, you know. Um, so it's just something I thought I had to do. I, I told Norman, I'm like, let's do this, you know. <laughs> so we're getting the studio time. We're getting Morgan to help us out with the board. Appreciate it, Morgan. Thank you so much. Thank you, yes, thank you, Morgan. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. Listen, it, it, the, like you said, it, the help we need is not just money. It's, it's all facets of operating this this mission right sure um we have people who volunteer and help us with landscaping with cleaning that's right applicate processing applications with setting up for events um we have kids shaking cans in front of supermarkets i mean we have um people lawyers we have uh, marketing people we you know we need all the help we can get to make this mission fly smoothly. Well, you got one more marketing person on board, it. so I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do event planning, uh, social media marketing, multi-channel marketing, uh, productions, video productions, strategies, uh, events, uh, audio engineering. Well, listen, I, I, I have to name drop Kelly Miller, who is our current president. Okay. Um, she is our leader. She's our fearless leader. She deals with a lot of stuff day in, day out. And um, she is, in my opinion, an unsung hero. She is really great. We also have a board of directors, um, an executive committee, and we have um, some really great vetting staff. And, and just our volunteer base is second to none. So we would be nothing without them. So a huge shout out to all of the people who sometimes do tireless things and don't get the thanks they deserve. But here it is, and I'm saying it right now, that we thank them for everything that they do, and they're all so super valued. That's awesome. Well and how about you, Barbara? Any shout-outs? Um, I would just echo exactly what Jay said. You know, it's, a, it's a volunteer organization, and we would be nothing without the volunteer staff and everyone else who helps support us. So thank you to everyone. And from what I understand, you have a family member that's uh, in communication. I do. <laughs> so. Oh, she's going to love this. So um, my niece down in the Atlanta area, she is going to school for communications, and she is involved in her uh, local radio, uh, on-campus radio. Okay. And, uh, you know, she's a great kid, and um, so, so shout out to her. Well, who would have thought you. that 11th hour would put you behind the mic? <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah. But I would also like to do a shout out for our community events. Let's do it. Let's talk about do that. Let's talk about the events that you guys have so, because that's how I found you guys. I have a client, Tucker's Plumbing. He has yeah. a dog as his logo. He loves dogs. And I'm like, okay, so 11th Hour Rescue, let's tie them together. And then we came across you guys, and now we're going to be at one of your events. Let's talk about that them. That sounds great. So, our first, so we have three big community events this year. Uh, our summer social is the first of that. That is August 6th. So we have a lot going on this year there. We have over 40 vendors, including Tucker's Plumbing. Thank you for that. Um, as well as uh, Puppy Whoopies Drill Team is coming to do a performance. And I understand one of their dogs is an 11th hour rescue. Uh, and then we have also a back to 
Rock uh, School of Music of Denville coming to bring their solo per junior performers and wow. bands coming as well. Wow. Then we have um, photographer, caricaturists, we have dessert trucks, you know, the, the other vendors, music, DJ, algorithm is, will be there. So this is our summer social event. And that's at Horseshoe Lake in that's Roxbury, New Horseshoe Jersey, Lake right? Lake in Roxbury. Thank you. Yeah, no um, problem. And then also on September 30th, we have our annual Pubtoberfest also at Horseshoe Lake in Suck Center of Roxbury, and that is our real big event that um, we've had over 6,000 people attend that event in the wow. past. And that we've been doing that for probably 10 to 15 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our Winter Wonderland event in De on December 9th at the Sussex Fairgrounds. And then we have a couple other events as well. Um, we've got a rest, an event with a Warrior Professional Wrestling at the Dover Sports Complex. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd love to get people out to see that. And we even have a, uh, a featured wrestler who is a longtime volunteer of 11th Hour Rescue, Red Hot Russ. I want to just give out a Any shout big out. names, and then he leaves out Red Hot Russ. Oh, well, Come on. Red Hot Russ, I want to I give him a shout out. Um, he'll be uh, sacrificing his body and his limbs um, on that event, and they just put a great show out. They do. They put a wonderful event out. So if you want to have fun with your kids or your loved ones, come out, um, have a good night, support the rescue, and um, support these um, men and women who are sacrificing their bodies for the good of these rescue animals. Yeah, I feel that. Burt Barron uh, from WRNJ, he's involved with a lot of wrestling and, and whatnot. And uh, one of my friends growing up, she was my neighbor, Deanna Perrazzo. She's in uh, WWE now. So she's a oh, professional wrestler. Yeah, she, um, she yeah, same thing, sacrifices her body for everyone to, to entertain everybody, you know, for a larger cause, I guess. So that's, that's cool. And we have one more. Yeah, one more let's do it. our casino night in okay. mid-October okay. over at Jersey Girl Brewery. On our website, um, we have an events tab. Perfect. So you could keep up on all of our latest events and how to sign up. Um, the instructions will be on the website. Whether you want to be a vendor, uh, a volunteer, or a sponsor. That's right. Right, because yeah. you accept pretty much all three at that point. Because yep. I know Tucker's is a you know a vendor, and then you have some sponsors for you know that uh, that, that really take care of the corporate sponsors, and then you have obviously a boatload of volunteers that are uh, you know helping out. So and now for the eleventh hour rescue events, if I were to just show up, obviously you have to have your application done. But what if I want to show up and volunteer? You know that day. Well, if it's not volunteering with animals, you can come and. Um, sign your volunteer waiver and, and come and help. For the events? Yeah. 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 So as far as getting involved with the animals, there's a process there. There's safe animal handling. There's orientations sure. for safety. There's a lot of rules that we have to enforce. Um, so as you can imagine, that takes a little bit more time. Training, extensive training, as yes. we talked about it. But if you need someone to help with like the parking lot and you know setting up tents and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure there's a day-to-day -day stuff that still needs to be done. Absolutely. We can't make Jay do everything. Thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I appreciate your time today. And uh, once again, this is Podcaster Curtis Mack. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're with 11th Hour Rescue, Jay and Barbara. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. You've been listening to Podcasts with Curtis Mack.